What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm your host here, Hayes, and on today's episode, it's our Saturday episode, so that means we're diving into the mailbag. It's all voicemails, texts, and emails from listeners and viewers of Chicago Bulls Central. we got a wide-ranging view of topics today. We're going to be getting everything from the Bulls draft and free agency to will the Bulls be interested in Daniel, Daniel Theis um, to Chicago teams in general being cheap some things on EJ Liddell. We'll get into all and more on today's Chicago Bulls Central. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, so we are diving right in. Before we get into the voicemails today, I do want to talk about some of the things that have come out about the Chicago Bulls Summer League's team first practice. Now, usually, I would not be covering anything like this. Usually, it wouldn't be anything of note, and it really, I wouldn't say necessarily of note, but it does show some of the mindset and some of the maybe promising things from our young rookie. So, coming out of this, we did have uh, pressers from the Bulls first uh, Summer League team practice and one of the things that really stuck out to me here is the fact that it, apparently Dalen Terry and 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 uh, Patrick Williams were practicing with each other, and Dalen Terry was jawjacking at Patrick Williams, showing some of that promise, some of that that grit as a player. That's that some of that dog mentality in him that so many Bulls fans for so long said that the Bulls have needed, right, and that we wanted to see. And Dalen Terry, while yes, he may not be the the player that a lot of us wanted to see drafted, he may not even be the best, the highest skilled player. But one of the things that we did hear from him is his grit, his defense. Those are some of the things that may get him on the court early into the season. We'll see how it ends up working out. But to see him, you know, talking crap to Patrick Williams, and you know, it was reported too that Patrick Williams was coming in like a third year player, kind of kind of showing out there. But you know, Dalen Terry doing his thing, and the playmate, the his teammates voted him as the hardest worker after the first practice. Listen. Like I said, I don't want to I don't want to read too much into this, especially when it's just a practice. It's all Bulls fans or people who potentially want to be on the Bulls, the Bulls summer league coach, things like that, that are that are singing the praises of Dalen Terry. But it does show the mindset of, of Dalen Terry. And one of the things that also came out is that Dalen Terry and Justin Lewis apparently played in high school together. So some continuity already there. A.K. and Eversley may have done some something underrated here. Now, some of the other things coming out of Summer League so far, and this is the Summer League head coach, John Bryant, said that Marco Simonovic looks great and has seriously worked on his body in the offseason. Now, this could be something that helps him get on the court um, and stay on the court and maybe be a little bit more effective as a scorer for the Chicago Bulls. Still, defense is probably going to be a thing for Marco Simonovic. So it's good to hear these things come out about it so far. It's it's like I said, it's nothing negative, but I don't think any if anything negative came out of a summer league practice, that's more concern than it is if something positive comes in for summer league practice. But it, it kind of just is what it is there. But it is good to be hearing this these things about our 18th overall pick in Dale and Terry showing some of that grit that very well may get him on the court early into the season. Let me know what you guys think about it. If you haven't seen the press conference that Dalen Terry and the coach have had after the first summer league practice, I highly suggest watching it because there's some 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 takeaways from that. I may break it down in another video as well, but just let me know what you guys think about that down below. But let's get into the main course for today. And we got a lot of stuff to get into. We got voicemails today. We're going to get into the first one. This one's from Marvin. Morning, family. Um, just wanted to drop a couple of things in. Um, I had called Hayes. I'm pretty sure you realize that I called early and left a message right before the um, uh, free agency. And I I was really expecting the Bulls to do a little bit more than they did also. But after looking what they had did, I'm not 
too terribly uh, disappointed. Actually, the Bulls did pretty smart in a lot of things that they actually did by not um, going into luxury for what they what they got. Because if you hard cap yourself in the middle of the season, you can't make that that trade to try to better your team. And you can look at some of the deals that were made that were, to me, that were totally outrageous for Rudy. Uh, so I think the Bulls did okay. I think more moves are coming. I don't think they'll come here re- here soon. I think it might be at the trade deadline. But if you look at it, one thing that's most important for the Bulls' success this year, we all know this, was health. And if we can get a healthy team out there with the length that we actually have and quite as a cap, I know Drummond is not the sexy name, but he does give us that rebounding we need now we still probably need to address some shooting and a little bit of rim protection but him and Vooch combined actually um Vooch averaged 1.2 blocks a game and then uh Drummond one per game and Drummond's size in itself would be a difference he just deters guys from getting to the rim so I think the Bulls did okay um I, I know it's not over yet as far as uh getting everything done but I think the Bulls probably hold Pat we might go for a little small shooter um, but you you know how strapped we are with the cap. Uh, but I think they're running a pretty smooth ship now, guys, keeping in, everything under par. And uh, let's see what they get done. Let's keep our heads on, guys. Uh, let's not jump out the window yet. If you think about it, our team was pretty good when we were healthy. Let's see if we can run it back and then do something at the trade deadline to, to better our team. So uh, let's keep our heads up, guys, and see what's going on. Peace. All right, Marvin the Motivator, always trying to be positive around here, and I do appreciate that from Marvin. I don't say that sarcastically, but saying, you know, talking about what the moves the Bulls did make in free agency. And I've said this before. I've been, I've, I've talked about this, and we have another voicemail on the negative side of things. They're asking some questions, and we're going to talk about that as well. But one of the things that coming in to this free agency, the things that we know we needed, right, is rim protection. And like I've said before, rim protection isn't just shot block. Rim protection also is is keeping people from getting close to the rim. Draymond Green brings that. Uh, Draymond Green, I wish we had Draymond Green. Andre Drummond brings some of that with a block per game, Vooch a block per game. But again, not necessarily what we thought we were getting coming into this summer. But with that being said, the 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 Andre Drummond pick, I still don't love it. I don't hate it either. It's kind of a wait and see thing for me. I'm going to give it the opportunity to see what it turns into, how it develops, and how it works out for this team. But one of the things that I do honestly think is that a lot of that may come. We still never really got to see Patrick Williams. Well, not for a long time. Patrick Williams as the starting four on this team. We got to see 15 games of it and the playoffs. There were some promising things there. Some things that you can see how him and Vooch could complement each other very well. Adding Drummond to that could change some things. We'll see what happens with that. One of the key things as well is Justin Lewis in this. Like, what is he? If he does make the roster, does he help with some of that as well? He theoretically could. Um, like I said, I'm not the biggest, I'm not the most positive, um, but I'm not negative either on it. I kind of just, uh, one of the, for one of the sayings that, you know, some for the people who get this reference, shout out to you guys. I'm not overwhelmed. I'm not underwhelmed. I'm just whelmed right now. And I'm, and I'm taking the wait and see approach to really see what it turns into during the season. How the, cause as we've seen before, and if you're an actual NBA watcher, you'll know that sometimes the sum of the parts work better than what you think those individual pieces may go to. Now, one thing that I will say is this as well, is that one of the things that we need better is point of attack defense. After Lonzo went down, some other things, there were several times in which Vooch just wasn't caught in great position, and that did contribute to the post defense that we've seen as well. So better perimeter defense, better defensive scheme overall. Sometimes the drop coverage, sometimes we don't need that Billy Donovan went to. A lot of those things changing could change a lot of the Bulls, and Andre Drummond coming in could bring a lot of things 
as well for what the Bulls do need. Now, he does bring toughness. He does bring some of that grit. Again, things that we said that we needed and wanted off the bench. So we'll see how it goes once the season started. You remember last season where a lot of people were down or wondering what that um, how, how Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan would actually work together. It turned out pretty well. So we'll see how it goes with uh, Andre Drummond and what he actually brings to this team. And overall, whether it's progression from Lonzo, I'm Progression, love to see some progression from Lonzo. We need an update on what's going on with him injury-wise. Hold on. I just noticed something. We, we, this isn't Chicago Bulls Central. Now that's Chicago Bulls Central. But with that being said, just seeing how things turn out for this team, um, we'll, well, I always have the wait-and-see pro. Sometimes, like I said, things can look worse than what they do. Sometimes they can look theoretically better than what they actually turn out being on the court as well. So we'll take that wait-and-see approach. Like I said, I'm not overwhelmed, not underwhelmed, kind of just whelmed right now. Taking it with that wait and see approach to see what we actually get. This next one's up. This one's from Shay, and Shay has he wants to talk about somebody that the Bulls could potentially target. Yo, hey, look, I know we probably can't get him, but if Daniel Heist Dice gets bought out, we need to jump on that quick, fast, in a hurry. Now, look, I know you don't agree with some of my takes, but I guarantee you, Indiana's probably might buy him out and he could go good with this team now look i know we got andre drummond but hey you never can go wrong with adding another big man like dice especially what he did for us in his little bit of time here i'm just saying anyway tell me what you think peace all right shout out to shay there who's always a constant uh caller um shay brings up daniel tice now if he is bought out should he be somebody that the bulls are interested in i would say um and the thing is, the way that I think it works with buyout, somebody correct me if I'm wrong, is that if a player is bought out, the only the most amount that you can sign them for is the difference between the buyout and what they would have gotten signed, uh, what they would have gotten had they not gotten bought out. So let's say, for example, I don't know Tice's contract off the top of my head, so I'm just using these figures as a rough thing. So let's say Tice's contract is six million a year. If he's bought out for two million, the most he can get is four million. Um, so something like that, however much they give up in the deal, do I expect Daniel Tice to take up that much? No, we'll see if he is bought out. Now, one thing with Daniel Tice, he couldn't really get on the floor with the Rockets, didn't really get on the floor much with Boston. Now we know, do know as a backup coming in for somebody, for a big that can rebound, shoot, do some things with that, work well within the system. Daniel Tice can do that very well. He did that very well when he was here before. So I don't hate the idea of Daniel Tice, especially if he's bought out to come to the Chicago Bulls, come back to the Chicago Bulls. Um, it, it, yeah, I'm, I'm not against it, right? It, it And it would actually be more part of the course of what the Bulls have done this offseason. I think they're going to leave this last roster pro, roster spot open in case of a trade, in case they do need to cut somebody, in case they need to call somebody up. On That's on a two-way deal, so I don't know if they necessarily fill that last roster spot. Could be wrong with that. Let me know what you guys think down below on the potential of Daniel Tice returning to the Chicago Bulls if he is bought out. And keep in mind, even though we did trade him to the Rockets, he was then traded to Boston and then bought out. He would be, in this case, bought out by Indiana. So we can definitely sign him back. So that same thing that happened with that last year isn't necessarily an issue. So let me know what you guys think about that one down below. Now, this next one, this is from Ricky Carroll. And as you guys know, this is actually Ricky pretty calm. Let's go ahead and get into this one. Brother Hayes, this is Ricky Carroll. How you doing? Happy holidays to you. I have a question for you. I need somebody to explain this to me. Why is it that Chicago teams, I'm not just talking about the Bulls. I'm talking about the Cubs. I'm talking about the Bears. Why is it that our players can go so cheap? Our superstars, we can't get nothing for them. Our media put them down saying they're not worth this, they're not worth that. Why is it that someone else 
if they had Zach Levine and trade them, they could get three draft picks and a couple of players. And Chicago would be lucky if they can get a draft pick and a player and a number two. Even with the Bears, the same thing. Superstars going other teams. And they're very good players. And they can get some draft capital for them. But our teams in Chicago, look what the Cubs did. I don't care what nobody said. The Cubs got some good players, but they could have got more. I don't want to skip the subject too much, but because I'm on pretty explaining, you and uh, the guy, the entertainer, this is a question I would like for you to ask at your convenience. Thank you. Please. All right, shout out to Ricky Carroll for this, and he asked, why are Chicago teams so cheap? And I really thought about this one long and hard, right? For, for me, in my opinion, I think that looking at it objectively, for example, the Jimmy Butler trade, one thing that I think cost the Bulls possibly getting more assets back and the reason why we had to give up a first-round pick in that wasn't just because Gar, like Gar and Pax were bad GMs. Let, let's be clear here. They ran the team very badly. But I think had the Bulls waited till they actually extended Jimmy Butler, one thing that we're seeing is that when team what, players that have are on extensions, do have big contracts, have years left on the contracts, they are netting back more in trade assets. Now, yes, we wouldn't have probably gotten Zach. We, we wouldn't have drafted Laurie. Chris Dunn probably would have been exposed by then, so that trade could have looked completely different. But had the Bulls held on to Jimmy Butler until they actually did sign him to extension. Now, the extension may have not gone into effect, but until he was at least signed there and they had a little bit more insurance, we probably would have got more back for Jimmy Butler in that deal. Think about it. Um, he ended up leaving Minnesota, right? They ended up having to send him away because he like because of what happened there. So because of that, I do think that there is a a space that, for example, in the Jimmy Butler thing, they gave him up too early. Derrick Rose. I mean, that trade is what it is. Derrick Rose was not being very effective there. He wasn't in New York long either. So that that kind of is what it is now for the rest of the Chicago teams. Why are Chicago teams so cheap? Well, two out of the teams that uh, that are three teams that Ricky Carroll mentioned are, are owned by the Reinsdorf. So you already know what's going to happen there, right? The Reinsdorfs run every team the same way, cheaply. Uh, but outside of that, like, why are Chicago teams so cheap? That I have no idea with that. I wish I did have a better answer for that because that is a serious question and that does plague a lot of Chicago teams. Um, as far as like the assets trading, giving things up, um, yeah, it it just kind of is one of those things. That, for look, look at the look this for example, look at the Bears, look at the Bulls, look at who they had in coaching for the last few years, look at who they had in GMs for the last few years before new regimes taken over. We just weren't ran very well on top of some other things. So that is plays a lot and I think contributes to a lot of things as well. Let me know what you guys think about that one down below. Thank you, Ricky, for sending in that voicemail. Let's go ahead and get into this last voicemail. This one is from Jose. Hey, what's good, Hayes, man? This is Jose from Puerto Rico. You know, shout out to you doing your thing right there in Chicago Bulls Central. Keep on doing your thing, bro. Um, first off, I have a hot take and I have um, I just have a comment regarding the EJ Liddell uh, drama that the fans have right now. They say something saying that uh, AK and um, and Eversley should have drafted him. They had him come in um, when when the prospects were coming in. They had him come in for a tryout, and obviously they saw something in him that you know didn't really you know pique their interest in drafting him. So that's why they went with Dalen Terry. Um, one thing I've learned about AK is you know from his time in Denver. I mean he he's very thoughtful and methodical with the way he um, scouts people and and you know everything they come up with just to make sure that they're drafting the right person. So I think that, you know, we have to give them credit and, you know, and just like you say, you know, play that um, the waiting game to see what happens. 
Um, next uh, is hot take. Um, I saw a comment on uh, Sam Presti was making a, a press conference talking about Jermichael Green and um, how he's, you know, I guess he's trying to trade him because uh, he doesn't probably fit in what they're trying to do in OKC. So my hot take is why doesn't Chicago come up with a trade um, involving Kobe and send him over to Denver to OKC? I'm sorry, send him over to OKC for Jermichael Green, maybe ask them for a second-round pick, you know, in the process. I think that would be a good trade um, for both sides. One, OKC, they're getting younger, so they would want, you know, younger players to fit their timeline. And in Chicago's case, uh, they'll be getting a veteran who really doesn't mess a lot of games. And um, I guess he'd be a perfect fit, you know, alongside Booch or, you know, spelling Booch in a couple of occasions. So, um, I don't know. Tell me what you think. And uh, like I said, do keep on doing your thing, bro. Shout out all the way from Puerto Rico. Peace. All right. So, Jose has a lot of – or a hot take and a – um, and a, a question there. So, well, a comment on the EJ Liddell thing. One of the things that I think about the whole EJ Liddell situation, me personally, I look at it as the Bulls got almost everything theoretically that EJ Liddell would have, uh, theoretically, on paper, right? We'll see what happens. Get Give by getting a undrafted rookie in Justin Lewis. Like, really, I've said it before. You guys, go and look at Justin Lewis's tape, and then immediately following that, go and look at the tape from EJ Liddell. Very similar. Very similar players. And Justin Lewis is a little bit bigger. He's younger. I would say that it looks like they're both, neither one is like a super athlete, but I would say that Justin Lewis looks like he may be a little bit more athletic as well than EJ Liddell. Now, EJ Liddell, I think, is a better defensive player than Justin Lewis is a defensive player. And Justin Lewis is a better offensive player than EJ Liddell is an offensive player. But with that being said, there's slight differences, but there's a lot of similarities there. So looking at that, the way that I see it is that, you know, the EJ Liddell thing, it kind of just went the way that it went. Right. That's just really what I can say from it. It went the way that it went. Um, and Liddell, how is he going to work out? We'll see how it works out. We'll see how EJ Liddell works out. We'll see how Justin Lewis works out. If if he turns into something, hey, the Bulls may regret it. They may not regret it. But the way that I sit on it now and where I stand on it is that I look at, at Justin Lewis as somebody who definitely can make this team. Uh, whether it be this season or he spends a lot of the season down in the G League and, and comes up as a two-way player. But I see very high, high possibility for Justin Liddell. Justin Liddell, I just mix the two players. Justin Lewis, would I still have wanted the Bulls to draft EJ Liddell or try to acquire him? Absolutely. I'm not even going to lie to you guys there. But there's a lot to be said with Justin Lewis as well that, I, that I'm okay with. Now, Jose also mentions Jer Jermichael Green and the Bulls possibly trading for him. Now, I looked at this contract. He's an 18, uh, 18 an $8.2 million contract. Um, so with that being said, and it's an expiring contract, would I mind trading Kobe White for Jer uh, Jermichael Green? No. I wouldn't mind that at all. I actually like the idea of it. Um, again, not necessarily something that I think that I would look at and say, hey, this is a surefire thing that's just going to work. He's going to be great for the Chicago Bulls. Not necessarily saying that, but I am saying that I wouldn't mind having him on this team. Now, he was traded. And I think Jose left this before he was traded. So he was traded um, to the Oklahoma City Thunder, I believe. Um, so he, he's on that team now. I don't know if he's going to be bought out or anything like that. Um, but it's not a trade that I hate at all. Now, looking at, his, looking at his numbers last year for Denver, he played in 67 games, started eight of those games. He averaged 16 minutes in those games, shot the ball 48% from the field, 26% from three, but that is the lowest of his career. He actually usually is around the mid-30s to almost 40% from three. Um, for his, for his uh, Overall, his career, he's 36% from three, so that was a down year from three from him. 
And then also 87% free throw shooter. He averaged 6.4 points off the bench. Now, the only thing with that, the most he's ever averaged in the season, the only time he's ever averaged double digits is 10.3 points per game. And he started 54 out of 55 games. That was in 2017, 2018. Now, the thing that I will say with this is that Kobe White being on this team offers so much more, I think, scoring-wise. And we need a lot of scoring. We need shooting. We need three-point shooting off this bench right now. So I think Kobe absolutely offers more of that. but. I wouldn't necessarily hate it. I just think you're trading a player in Kobe White who's super young um, compared to Jermichael Green, who's already 32 years old. That would be some of the things that keep me from it. Like I said, I don't necessarily mind the idea of him on this team, but I don't necessarily see it being a perfect fit right now because of the ages and because of everything else going on. Yeah, nice veteran, things like that. Um, you know, and but you know, to to Jose's point, he more so asked if we can trade a second round pick for that. We couldn't absorb that salary. Um our trade player exception is $5 million, so that wouldn't necessarily work. So that's where I kind of sit with that at. Player that I, I would kind of be interested in, but not for what we'd have to give him up, give up for him. So that's what kind of ends that for me. Um, let me know what you guys think about that down below as well. If you agree, if you would like Jermichael Green on this team, let's go ahead and move on. We're going to get into now emails and texts. This first one up is from a number from the 309. Um, he did not leave his name, but this is the text. Hey, Hayes. Big time Bulls fans got into your channel about three or four months ago, and I really like your content. Keep it up. I do have a question, though. I feel like a lot of Bulls fans don't agree with Zach getting the max. I feel like Zach is one of the more underrated players in the league. To get to get now five more years with him in his prime is a blessing. Why aren't more Bulls fans uh, more excited to get a top tier shooting guard for what I feel like is, a ch is cheap for five years? I mean, look at Bradley Bill's contract. Sorry for the long message. Here's the thing. Bulls every fans of every fan base either do one of two things they either overvalue or undervalue talent it's very rare that fans of a fan base just value a talent it's one either one or the other and i think because zach has the defensive liability and because for some fans which is a dumb mindset in my opinion look at demar and say oh this is now demar's team that they are like hey why are we paying zach for that we didn't get to the playoffs we got to the you know some people even say we got to the playoffs when demar got here yeah demar lonzo io of uh, full, first full season of Vooch, there was a lot to go into the Bulls getting into the playoffs, not just DeMar being here. It's not like DeMar just got added to the same team. And the Bulls would have made the season before now had Zach Levine not went down for COVID as long as he did in the season that we first traded for Vooch. So because of that, I think that why, that's why a lot of people go into it. And they also look at the money, $215 million for a player. They look at that as being a lot. And some people look at that as saying, hey, you have to be almost a generational talent to get that. And that's just not true in the NBA. Zach has an elite skill. He can easily be in the top 10 in the league in scoring. He was 12th in the league in scoring in a year where he was hobbled for most of that season. Zach is very has flirted with being the elite offensive level layer of being a 50-40-90 player. 50, yeah, 50-40-90 player. That's 50% shooting overall from the field, 40% from three, and 90% free throw shooting. That is an elite offensive player. And Zach Levine, for those who don't understand, Zach Levine, before he got hurt, was averaging about the same as DeMar on high efficiency. So yes. Zach is worth the max, and, the, and a lot of Bulls fans don't understand it. For the Bulls fans that just, you know, either look at the box score, just look at the fact that the Bulls didn't make the playoffs for Zach's first handful of years here, things like that. That is why you see a lot of Bulls fans that are kind of down, so to say, on Zach Levine's potential um, and him getting that super max. But at the end of the day, he got the max. He's here. Where the people are high, low on it, at that point, it doesn't even matter. It does not matter because it is what it is. And Zach Levine's going to be a Bull for a very long time. All right, let's go ahead and get to the next one. This one is from the 708. He says, what's up, Hayes? Do you think Vooch, P-Will, and some other guys not being in Zach's return vid means anything, or am I just overanalyzing? 
Again, didn't leave his name, but from the 708, you were absolutely overanalyzed. Half the team wasn't in that video. There were like three players' faces, a coach, and Benny the Bull in that video. So no, Vooch not being in the video doesn't mean anything. More than likely, Zach did, probably didn't even make that clip. That's why Clutch Sports logo was in the right-hand corner of it. If anything, they found players that they can get the reactions that they wanted out of it because Vooch kind of ma always makes the same look on the on the court. Um, That's probably why you didn't see Vooch's or anybody else's face in the video. It was just the thing of they got the reactions who they who they needed and who they probably find the, the facial reactions from. That's my opinion. Again, let me know what you guys think about it down below. This next one, this one is from the 601. This is actually, he did bright to MC. He says, mad homage, great show. I appreciate that. Thank you for leaving that voicemail. Thank you for uplifting. Listen, I appreciate that so much. That means a lot coming from anyone who appreciates the content here at Chicago Bulls Central. All right, next one. This one is from the 312. And again, didn't leave the name. Leave your guys' name. I want to shout you guys out other than your number. But this one is, uh, good afternoon, Hayes. Please do a show on 611 Ford, Vern's, I'm not going to pronounce that name, a serious prospect for the Bulls. He was signed by the Windy City Bulls towards the end of the season. From little that was available online, it appears he grew an inch, making him 6'11", with his age being 21, and skill set of ball handling, passing, and average to good shooting. He would appear to be a player the Bulls should work with. What do you think of him as an NBA prospect with the Bulls? All right, here's what I'll say. is that It seems like AK and Eversley, whether this is because of them or, or a franchise thing is that they're actually using the G League as a developmental league. And shout out to Pat, the designer, who's been calling for this for a while. They're actually using it to bring in talent, not just to fill rosters, not just to have a G League team to just have one, but to actually bring in prospects to say, hey, if they do turn into something, we, we can take a look at them. We can try to cultivate that here to see if we can get something out of them. And a lot of more teams in the NBA are doing this as well. This is what I think you're seeing from this. It's just that turning, that, that thing turning from the G League just being a thing to teams now seeing, hey, no, we can actually develop and cultivate players down here in the G League. Now, he also says, make sure you check out the Summer League roster for McCurr Maker um, and uh, Ak Akadol Gok, uh, 6'11", uh, I'm sorry, 7' and 6'11". Yeah, I've seen it. And we're going to, so for here, we're going to cover the Summer League like we would games, live season games. So I'm going to have coverage of every Summer League game. If I can get to it right after the game, I will. Um, we'll see how often, how quickly I can get to it, but expect breakdowns of every summer league game. And I will be talking about the prospects down there. All right. This one is from the seven, seven, three. Um, this one is good morning. A good player. The bull should seek is Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma's contract, $13 million is not going to happen. I'm just going to leave it at that. Would I like the idea of Kyle Kuzma coming off the bench for the Chicago bulls? Absolutely. Is it going to happen? No, just because of that contract is going to keep it from happening. Uh, not to say that I would not like to see him i absolutely love i like his skill set a lot but i don't necessarily see him um coming to the chicago bulls but i do like him as as a prospect to see what he could bring in all right this last one is from the 773 as well uh this one is what up Hayes? just wanted to address your idea of bringing auto porter uh that's a hard no he was the bulls uh he was with the bulls for three years and still didn't play in 80 games i know you and pat Think he's improved greatly since he got finished warming our bench. I really feel like Otto didn't want to be on the floor playing for Jim Borland, but since he took the bag, I think he should have tried. Yeah, uh, the Bulls didn't have the best medical staff, but the team was being over overseen by Midwest Orthopedic and rushes at their team docks. I've seen firsthand what they can do and what great care they took of Jimmy. So no nine, uh, and absolutely not. Just take my on it. Bobby the Enforcer. Thadjik, yes. Thanks for listening. Oh, that's from BJ. He did leave it at the end. BJ. Here's what I'll say. It doesn't matter. Like, we got to stop holding on to players. 
every situation doesn't work out for players. Let's, Otto Porter Jr. ended up going to Toronto, I believe. Shout out to him for getting that check. But no, Otto Porter has changed. He was able to stay healthy because his role was much less. And we didn't give him that contract. We traded for him. Remember, we got him in the uh, Gaffer trade. So it's a completely different situation. Did he, like, he was hurt. Players can't control being hurt. That's it. He was hurt. But guess what? He is healthier now. And he's a heck of a bench role player. He's not the, we needed Otto to be the second leading scorer at that time. That's come and gone. We don't need him to be that anymore. If we would have signed him. Again, this is all for not because it's all over and done with. But again, we got we to let that go. All right, last one. This one is actually email from Michael Korn. He leaves this. Hayes, I have, I have become a fan of your show for free agency. Sign Zach, sign Mo, lengthen shooting, sign Carmelo, can still shoot and mentor P. Will. Get healthy Lonzo. Will be entertainment and pot potentially good ball with, with Zoe, Mo, and Melo on the floor. Unfortunately, Melo could still possibly happen. To my knowledge, Melo has not signed. Mo Bamba re-signed with the Orlando Magic, and we do need to get Zoe back healthy. We signed Zach, so about half of what you said happens. Do I like the idea of Carmelo Anthony coming to this team? If it's a veteran minimum deal, absolutely. Absolutely. I know some people are down on Melo. I think that, again, having Melo on this team, replacing like that Matt Thomas role, could be huge. Do I want to see Melo necessarily as somebody we need to depend on for 15 minutes a game? Uh, right. It could be better than than uh, Daylon Terry for sure. It could be better than um than than could it be better than Kobe White? Could he score more than Kobe White? I don't know. But I do like the idea of, of Carmelo possibly coming to this team on a veteran minimum deal. I just don't know if he'll take that. We'll see what the what the market is set for Carmelo. We'll see where he ends up going. It's probably not going to be here because, like I said, with the Bulls, I do expect them to keep that last roster spot open. But let me know what you guys think about that down below. That is it. That was our most jam-packed mailbag episode yet. Um, got to everything. Text, voicemails. I did expect this one to be jam-packed considering the draft and uh, free agency happened since the last mailbag episode. Thank you for everyone who contributed to that mailbag episode. And we'll talk about how you can contribute to this mailbag episode, which goes down every Saturday in the future. I want to hear from more of you guys more consistently as we lead into the season, especially as I get ready to cover the Summer League games. But that's it for me for today. You can follow me personally at CEO Hayes at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. You can follow the, the, the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. And lastly, if you want to leave a text and or voicemail, you can do so at 773-270-2799. Thank you for tuning in to Chicago Bull Central today. Uh, thank you for just being a listener and contributing to this building community. Like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls, see red. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.